On this week's episode of Bite Size, we are watching and discussing the 15th scene from the movie Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 1621 to 1952. Who baby a long one? It's about time. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Size, the only podcast that I'm aware of that is watching the Twilight movies one scene at a time and discussing them with a different guest every week. I'm your host, Ben Bear, and I'm doing the thing that I just said that this podcast is doing. Joining me this week is a very special guest. I forgot to ask you before we started recording, so I'm just going to do it now live on the air. Is there anything you want me to say when I introduce you? What are you? Um, actor yeah an actor a long distance runner <laughs> okay an actor a long distance runner you may have seen her on social media trying to sell you milk she's also as of the last eight days my wife mindy shore welcome to bite-sized thanks so much thanks for having me thanks for being here how's it going oh you know having a great day yeah we just ate a large meal shana tova shana tova it's currently rosh hashanah yeah did I say that right yeah you did it's the jewish new year as we record this, as you listen, it's a couple weeks into the new year, so get those resolutions ready. Yeah, we just ate a big meal. We're sleepy, we're full of food, and we're ready to record a podcast. I'm excited to be here. The best condition you could be in for this kind of thing. Mindy, I'm going to start this interview the way I start all of my interviews on this show, and that is by asking you, what is your history with the Twilight franchise? Well, I am a huge fan of the Twilight franchise. Mm -hmm. I read the books. Mm -hmm. um, I think I read the first one. I think I was in like seventh grade. I remember I remember sitting in the music room in a junior high and everyone was reading them. And a lot of my friends had already read the Twilight book. And I was sitting in a corner reading it and I was like getting to the part where they kiss for the first time and everyone yeah. was freaking out around me because I was like going to get to this big part. Mm -hmm. And I remember freaking out with it. Then I remember going to all like the book releases. Like I would go to the midnight release at yeah. the local Barnes and Noble. Rest in peace. No longer there. I think it's a medical center now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not too bad, I guess. But I remember going to the, I think it was Eclipse or like Breaking Dawn, um, the book release. And I mm -hmm. remember me and my friends, we made t-shirts and I wrote, um, I ha I think it said, I have OCD obsessive colon disorder. Wow. <laughs> was that something you'd like seen on Facebook? I'm or was sure. That just... I, no, I'm sure I saw it on like Twitter or Pinterest or something yeah. like that. And looking back, I'm like, that's bad. A that, little bit. That wasn't good. Yeah. The, <laughs> I got to say, when, we, when I think about my junior high and high school years and the way OCD CD was just a fun little joke for people who sort of liked, I don't know, to be neat. We maybe shouldn't have done I that. I shouldn't have done that. But yeah. anyway, so I made the t-shirt and um, I always dreamed that Edward would, you know, climb up into my window. And I was always very upset with my dad in the winter because he, because he would put that like oh, bubble yeah. wrap on uh -huh. windows because I grew up, you know, north of Chicago. So it was like cold in the winter. So he would put the like bubble wrap on the outside of my windows as like insulation to keep it warm. And yeah. I was always so pissed because I'm like, Edward's not going to be able to get in, dad. Listener, if you did not grow up in a cold place like I did, apparently one thing people do in Chicago is you get like this saran wrap type stuff put it over like on the wall across your window yeah put it it's like seal it there with a hair dryer right to like keep the wind out i, I think i just remember it always being like a big bubble almost yeah because like the air pushing it back yeah. right and my sister I remember like cut through like she was like 
didn't want it. And yeah. so she like cut it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I just remember being upset that I'm like, Edward, how is he going to get in? Yeah. If he can't open my window. Well, <laughs> I think he'd be, he could handle a little <laughs> bit of plastic wrap. <laughs> I guess. In hindsight. <laughs> but my, my 13 year old brain said, nope, how's he going to get in? <laughs> That's it. That's the one logical flaw. Right. Did he ever, did he ever come in? No. And yeah, I think it was because of the plastic wrap actually. <laughs> oh, well, thanks um, for nothing, dad. Exactly. RIP dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my now father-in-law, I guess. He's dead. Yeah. Anyway. Fun um, episode. <laughs> um, anyway, so then, yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up watching them, loved all the movies. And then, you know, the, the obsession went away throughout yeah. like college. I don't believe that, but continue. I don't know if it went away, but it just was suppressed. Like I didn't think about it as much. Okay. And then I feel like in the last like six or so years, there was this twilight renaissance. Sure. And it became like a cool thing to be a nerd about it again. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah. And so in my last apartment, when I lived with roommates every single weekend, when Freeform would have the twilight weekends, we would be glued to the couch and we'd watch all of them. And it yeah. was like our thing. And then obviously meeting you and then you made the sign for tell me more about that sign for maybe the listener who doesn't know about it so, and i also want to hear this story from your point of view yeah so i am famously a long distance runner as has been said on national, national television tel yeah and now social media ads with millions of views exactly yeah. um one of the most i'd say dare say one of the most famous long distance runners in the country because how many others can you name <laughs> i mean i can name a few but i don't know if if other people can, uh, I can't. Okay. So, <laughs> so thank you. Mindy Shore one and done. <laughs> um, but so, uh, you know, when Ben and I started dating, I That's was, me, listener. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was running a half marathon mm -hmm. and he came to the race to support me like a good boyfriend would. And he made a sign that said, you're impossibly fast and strong. Yeah. Which is a quote from twilight when Bella is, talking to Edward and explaining to him how she knows that he's a vampire. Listener, we'll be getting to this scene in about mm, 20 more episodes. Yeah. So yeah. at the race, he held up this sign and it was, mm -hmm. a, it was a huge sign. I, it's a big sign. It's a big sign. I think it's three feet by four feet. Yeah. It was much larger than I was expecting. And so I saw him, you know, he was holding it on the, the side of the race and I saw mm -hmm. it and I was like, Oh my God, that was amazing. And so then after the race at the post race party, everyone in the race and all of the spectators were seeing the sign and they were like, oh, my God, can we take a picture with the sign? It was a popular sign. It was super popular. As I was waiting for you both at sort of the halfway mark and at the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after the race was over um, and I famously crushed it. Did a very good job. Yeah. It was a perfect race. You won a medal. I did win a medal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some are saying I won the medal for being the hottest runner in the course. Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, you weren't there. You don't know. Exactly. Listener. She got a medal. They don't just give those away to everyone. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and Never heard of the Olympics. Right. <laughs> That's where I was. And so I posted a picture on my Twitter with uh, Ben holding the sign. Yeah. And he was, you know, holding the flowers that he had gotten me as well. A really good picture of me wearing glasses with frizzy hair and I had not slept in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a great photo of me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I posted that on Twitter and I tagged one of the Twilight meme accounts mm -hmm. and they saw it and they retweeted it and it just blew up. It was everywhere. It went viral. 
And over the course of that weekend, I remember we were sitting on the couch with our phones, just like refreshing Twitter. And it was just like, like after like, after like retweet, retweet, like everyone, the notifications just were not stopping. Right. It was insane. And then eventually he ended up on the E news, um, Instagram Instagram account, which was crazy because it was like the Met Gala. It was the night of the Met Gala. Yeah. And there's a, there's a picture of me holding that sign in between a picture of Zoe Kravitz and Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that obviously was a huge part of my Twilight experience as well. Yeah. yeah. And then the first year that we were dating, we went to uh, Seattle for my birthday, like Mm -hmm. right as COVID restrictions were kind of being lifted. And we chose Seattle just because it was a cool city that we wanted to go to. And I also requested that we go to famously Forks, Washington. Did you request that or was that my idea? I don't know. I, I recall it being my idea. I think maybe I had thought about it. Maybe but you like mentioned it as a joke. Right. And then I was like, let's do it. Because it's like three hours outside of Seattle. And I was like, I don't want to make my boyfriend go to Forks, Washington, like because it's like a dumb, nerdy thing that I want to do. It was literally on your birthday. Yeah. You can ask for anything you want on your That's birthday. That's true. And so we rented a car, went from Seattle to Forks, Washington, and it was, you know, everything you thought a tiny town from a film would be, I guess. Yeah. And so... We saw the sites. We did. All, all two or three like of three, them. three, yeah. yeah. And so I think that sort of sums up my relationship with Twilight. Okay. Let's get into our scene. It's episode 15. We're back in biology class. Edward's here again. It's three and a half minutes of Edward and Bella learning about mitosis. They're lab partners, whether they want to or not. They have some real good conversation. And then the scene just sort of ends like that. Your thoughts? Well, I think you're missing the actual key moments of the scene. Oh, well, which that's ha- what we're doing now. That was, that was a little overview oh. of the scene. The scene starts. A bunch of students walking into class, walking in the door. There's some students just sort of casually hanging out in the hallway, like they're in no rush, like class ain't about to start. I don't know. Is that something that students do in high school? Not in my high school. Yeah. Um, I think... Obviously, my high school is very large, so it was sort of like a rush to get to class because if yeah. you were in one building, you had to run to the other, you know, which was not the experience at Forks High. So, guess not. Yeah, I don't know. There, there seemed to be a lot of dilly dallying in at Forks. A lot of dilly dallying. Yeah, and that's the best way to put that. I yeah. think a lot of loitering. The other thing I noticed is that there was a coat rack yes. in the classroom. Yeah. Odd choice. What were there not coat racks? singular coat racks standing up because i'm sure like a wall of hooks makes sense i guess if you're a preschooler right yeah what is with that coat rack i know you were homeschooled so you might not a recurring (laughs) bit on this podcast so far is because a lot of this takes place in a high school and my only sort of context for what happens in a normal high school is through movies like twilight Mm -hmm. and so a lot of this podcast is just me asking a public schooler is that real uh so mindy coat racks in the classroom is that real no that wouldn't be real because famously public high schools you have what's called a locker i've heard of those yeah where you provide a lock and you get a combination so do you provide the lock or do they provide the lock i believe they provide the lock i think i had a couple experiences where i did need to provide the lock Uh specifically i'm thinking in like the gym locker room i remember we had to provide the lock how many lockers did you have well we had one in the hallway and then there was one in the gym locker room but you would just keep your stuff in there during gym class like i kept stuff in there all the time but sure if i was to wear a coat to high school which honestly 
wearing a coat to high school embarrassing but it's raining Famous. so what it's, it's embarrassing like high schoolers it's embarrassing to wear a coat is it not embarrassing to be very wet i don't know i don't know what the drop-off situation is like at the school are they all taking the bus are they walking are they driving like well we know that bella drove her truck right so did she really need um how long was she outside before she came in i don't know it's not in the scene. I know. That's why I'm just asking questions. You just want her to catch her death of cold or something? Maybe. She's going to get wet and sick and okay. die. Anyway, she should have put her coat and her hat yeah. in her locker. Okay. Also, we were not allowed to carry backpacks. Well, no, I I take that back. In high school, I was allowed to carry backpacks. I would hope so. But in junior high, we were not allowed to carry backpacks because famously a few years before I got there, there was a stabbing. And so they said no bags someone got stabbed with a backpack no <laughs> someone got stabbed in the backpack <laughs> no. someone, someone got, got stabbed <laughs> by a backpack someone got stabbed by a knife that was pulled from a backpack oh okay so they knives said, very very large no more backpacks. Only fit in backpacks but i was allowed to carry that in high school but no if i if i had brought a coat i would have put it in my locker when I was in high school, maybe junior high, the only interesting thing, no one got stabbed. Um, the only interesting thing that happened was once someone put on so much axe, it set off uh, the bathroom f- smoke detector. <laughs> okay. So that's a, that's a good story. That's a thing that happened in my school once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of this scene was Eric coming up to ask Bella for her playlist. Prom committee is a chick thing, but I got to cover it for the paper anyway, and they need a guy to help choose some music. So I need your playlist. Hey, listen, um, I was wondering, did you have a, a, a date? It is the beginning of the school year. Is it the beginning? I think it's sometime in the middle-ish of the, of like the spring semester. Okay. Because I'm like, they're talking about prom so early. I'm like, what happened to homecoming? What happened to turnabout? Like, but I think What's turnabout? Where the girls ask the guys. Oh, like a Sadie, Sadie Hawkins. Hawkins. Okay. I did notice there was a sign in the hallway that said, like, vote for prom queen or something like there, that. There was. I was gonna, planning on giving a poster update back in episode nine. We talk a lot about posters on the walls. And there were two posters that stood out this scene. One said, vote for prom king. One said, vote for prom queen. No names. Mm-hmm. Not asking you to vote for someone specifically. Just, I guess, exercising your civic duty. Yeah. Don't forget to go out there and vote. Was that a, th- was that a thing in school? No, that does make a lot of sense to me, actually. Okay. I, I famously was on the prom court. Thank you. Okay. I was nominated. Did not win, but okay. that's fine. But I, when I was in my electoral period, I was not making signs that said specifically vote for Mindy. Maybe that's why you lost. I'm going to be done with the show now. Thank you <laughs> so right. much. Well, good episode. <laughs> no, because no, you, you didn't get out the vote. No, enough. because that was, that was not a part of the civic process in my school. Why? Because you famously, you, you vote. You can't have signs too close to a voting place. Okay, I don't <laughs> so know. If you're voting in the school, you can't have a sign specifically. It says vote for Mindy in the voting place. I don't know if the FEC is going to get involved <laughs> at Stevenson High School. No, they did. It okay. was a very, yeah. Okay. T- rigorous election but so no the student council would make signs that would just say like vote for homecoming court or like vote for prom court vote for you know whatever just so people would get involved not so much telling me who actually to vote for okay i feel like student council positions sure sure they're Famously, a bee Sanka, who was class president yeah float like a butterfly sting like a bee sanka and he won. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with a slogan like that, how could he not? Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of prom, Eric is talking about having to be on prom committee, but he doesn't want to because it's a chick thing. Is prom committee, in your opinion, a chick thing? Yeah, I would say that. Interesting. Why? I, 
Well, I mean, I Why think... Why do you love traditional gender roles? <laughs> I love gender roles. It's what you say whenever you ask me to take out the trash. Exactly. In my experience going to high school, it was the juniors who would do the prom for the seniors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on that committee, it was a lot of girls. I think because they care more about yeah. these events and like care more about like a theme and making it special and whatever. So I sort of see where he's coming from. I mean, I think... I think boys do get involved, but I feel like if you asked the average high school boy, do you want to plan the prom? They'd be like, fuck no. Okay. I certainly helped plan formals and things like that. I don't know. I was a big fan of extracurriculars in general. So I feel like opportunities to help plan, I don't know, Christmas parties or yearbook or whatever was fun. Sure. But then again, I didn't go to a normal high school. I'm not a normal high schooler. Um, so I'll have to take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about the playlist. Eric wants to know what Bella's playlist is. What do you think's on that playlist? Well, what? This was 2007? This was 2008 when this Eight? came out. I'm thinking she's like an Avril Lavigne stan. Interesting. She's angsty. She's angry. She she's doesn't a seem child like, of divorce. She doesn't seem like that sort of big pop punk chick. Yeah, but I think on the quieter end. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I can't imagine her like doing side bangs and taking like MySpace pics. But I can see her listening to it like sort of quietly in her bedroom. I also could see some like Boney Vare, like maybe she's yeah. more oh for sure quiet in that. I, that's regard. the vibe I'm getting, like Radiohead. Sure. Yeah, Bella Swan listens to a lot of the stuff my brother listened to in high school. A lot of Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. In that playlist. It's interesting that he's asking for her playlist. Mm-hmm. Does the school not hire a DJ? I don't know, and like. Come on, he doesn't actually want her playlist. He wants her playlist, you know? (laughs) You you know what I mean? Hey. Sure. What are you doing later? (laughs) Mike walks in, shakes the hat. The big famous moment. Says, What's up, Arizona, huh? (laughs) Are you liking the rain, girl? Just a great, a great line. An iconic moment. I think, though, the more iconic moment comes as Bella's walking in to her desk. And Mike and Eric are walking away, but still talking. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly not supposed to be able to hear them. But if you listen really close, you can hear Eric says, that's cute. That's awesome. Why are you shutting down my game? Let a play a play. And then Mike says, what are you playing? T-ball? Uh, Mike, hey, you're real cute, man. Oh, no. That, 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 was really, that was really awesome. Why are you shutting down my game? Let a play a play. Oh, yeah, okay. What you playing? T-ball? And that's the last you can hear of their dialogue. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that was scripted? I don't know. We've had a conversation like this in the past with, I think, uh, Lexi. Remember that scene when they're in the lunchroom and the scene starts and they're talking about the pyramid falling out of the sky? I think so. We had a similar question of, that's kind of dumb. Did someone write that or did they just tell Eric and Mike to make up their own dialogue and this is what they came up with after a few takes? I don't know. I love that line. What game are you playing? T-ball? That's a, that's a good snapback. That's a great one. But we need to keep talking about the oh, Arizona. I'm so sorry. Let's keep talking about Arizona. Hey there, Arizona. How you liking the rain, girl? Yeah. Like, first of all, how you liking the rain, girl? Where did he come from? Like, an early 2000s music video? Like, I'm just... I mean, it's not that far removed from the early 2000s. Yeah, but just... I feel like Mike does not speak in that way. Yeah. How you like in the rain, girl? Like... You think that's more of an Eric line? 
I don't think that's anyone's line. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think that's anyone's line. I yeah. think that came out of left field. Okay. Okay. He said, hey there, Arizona. How you like the rain girl? Clearly because rain, Seattle. Right. You know. She's moved from a dry place to a wet place. That's sort of what half the movie's been about so, so far. So if I moved to Texas. Yes. And someone down in Texas said, hey, Chicago. Uh-huh. They would have something else to, like, I'm just trying to think of what, other thing if i went to another state they would mm-hmm. say like if someone came to chicago i'd be like how you like in the deep dish girl like yeah, yeah that famous know. weather pattern <laughs> no, deep I, dish. no i don't know i mean when i moved to chicago from houston texas maybe people didn't say exactly hey there houston how you like in the snow girl but the general <laughs> gist of hey you're from a place where weather is different how are you handling it yeah it came up i guess I just, his delivery, his shaking of the hat uh-huh. above her head to he, like really get the rain vibe. And I, not sticking around waiting for an answer, just throwing his hat on the coat rack and moving on. Right. It's kind of a power move, if I'm being honest. I got to be honest, you know, in <laughs> in high school, yeah. those moments, the like steal the boy's hat game. Yes. Familiar. That's, that's a good high school flirt. Right. And so I feel I'm, as dumb as it, is I feel like if a boy I had a crush on came over and was like, yo, Mindy, and like shook his rainy uh-huh. hat, I would be like, okay, flirting. He's in love with yeah, me. Like, that is absolutely something I would do to a girl I had a crush on. Like, I'm going to sprinkle water on you. Right. Yeah. Like, I remember wearing a fedora hat of some guy like at a college party and we all like uh-huh. took pictures wearing it. And <laughs> so cringe. Yeah. And I feel like if a guy did that to me, I'd be like, okay, he um, wants to marry me. Listener, if you are in high school <laughs> and you're at a college party and a college guy with a fedora offers you his hat, <laughs> I want you to run away as fast as you can. It was a theater party. That makes it worse. I hope you understand that. I have to find that picture. Let's let's get through the rest of the scene. Ed, uh, Bella sits down at her desk. Edward's there. He's been gone. Mm-hmm. He says one of my favorite lines in the movie. He says hello, but he says it in the worst possible way. Hello. Hello. <laughs> do you, do you just give it. Just give us a, a, a quick invitation, real quick. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's so bad. That's his introduction to the movie. Right. I feel like in this whole scene, his accent is like so out of whack. Like, yeah. What? Like, this was the first time he set foot in America. <laughs> was I making mean, a movie. Kinda. Yeah. I, before this. I'm trying to think of what movies he'd done before this. I think he had already done Goblet of Fire at this point, the Harry Potter film. Look, I realize I never really thanked you properly for tipping me off about those dragons. You know the prefect's bathroom on the fifth floor? It's not a bad place for a bath. And he used his British accent in that. So I would think this was his first movie with an American accent. And, you know, it gets better as the series progresses, is what I'll say. But it also brings me to the moment, which, spoiler, will happen later in the movie, where Bella says something to Edward of, like, you talk like you're from a different time, Uh you know? And I feel like in this moment, he is sort of talking like he's from, like the 18th century like, like it's he's like a sickly right it's like 1917 lad it's giving a little transatlantic like but i'm glad he said it that way because it's awful and i'm i am almost inclined to make it a ringtone <laughs> uh moving on it's class mr molina says we're doing mitosis we got onion roots onion roots themselves that's what's on your slice right now 
Okay, so separate and label them into the phases of mitosis. And the first partners that get it right are gonna win. Oh, the golden onion. The golden onion. He holds it up. Do you think it's real? Is it a real onion spray painted gold? I did not think that. I okay. thought it was like a metal statue, like a really. Yeah, I thought it was like a metal onion. I feel like it's papery, like it's got like skin, like an onion does. You can like hear it kind of rustle. I just thought it was maybe like ceramic, and they did like a good job with the detailing on it. So then, where did they get it? That's a great question. But I feel like teachers have the weirdest shit sometimes. Yeah. Like. That could have been a gift from the class of 1987. You know what yeah. I mean? And it seems like they're all familiar with the golden onion. Right. There's like reactions. Some which, of them boo the golden onion. Which leads me to believe that this teacher, I think he's a cool teacher. He definitely wants to be a cool teacher. Right. And so... He's got a whole bunch of skeletons in his classroom. The whole golden onion thing, I wonder, like, is this like urban legend that the sophomores told the freshmen or you know the seniors told the juniors like yeah mr molina and the golden onion like i don't uh-huh. know did they just happen to have a golden onion laying around this classroom that they were using how would like, they have a golden onion just laying around why would they have a duck skeleton just laying around and a weird taxidermy armadillo there's that's a, science baby there's a lot of unusual <laughs> stuff about this classroom but that is science baby speaking of science did you ever have a lab partner in class oh sure Good one? <laughs> or um, is he more of the Edward type? I mean, none that I can really remember vividly. None to make an imprint in my life the way that Edward we did We haven't for talked Bella. about imprinting yet. That's a few movies away. I don't remember using microscopes. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, <laughs> I used microscopes just, as a homeschooler. The only thing that's mm-hmm. coming back is owl pellet dissecting owl pellet that's the only thing i'm remembering i I feel like microscope that's classic biology class stuff how did you how did you get away without using a microscope how did i get away with a lot of things i don't know i mean okay i probably you were a party girl who wore older boys fedoras i guess you didn't care about science who who needs science so no microscopes did not make a big impact on my life but i'm sure i used one Edward asks her if she's enjoying the rain. See, a normal thing that people ask each other. So you're enjoying the rain? (sighs) What? You're asking me about the weather? Yeah, I, I guess I am. Right, which is interesting because... Famously, Mike just asked her about the weather. Like, you know, said something about the weather. He pulled the power move and walked away. So she, she couldn't do that. Right. But I'm wondering if this in in Bella's head is sort of this like comparison moment where like, ugh, Mike made this dumb comment about the weather. And now sure. Edward, who's this like hottie McHottie, uh-huh. is asking me about the weather. Like, um, no. Mike is a boy. It's different when Edward the man does right, it. Right, yeah. exactly. But I don't know. I think she thought that maybe Edward would have something more interesting to say that she expects that of Mike. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, this dumb jock boy. Like, of course. But Edward, he's... He's poetic. He's a man yeah. from a poem. You know what I mean? And and Be- Bella is definitely the type of girl to like share a Facebook image that's like, I don't like small talk. I want to get deep. For like, sure. Ask me about politics or whatever. I think she was 100% a Tumblr girl. Uh, oh, absolutely that yeah. kind of girl. Well, I don't really like the rain. Any cold, wet thing, I don't really... 
what other kind of cold wet things do you think she was encountering what a weird thing to say you don't like like dead fish <laughs> i don't know um i mean in that moment i'm always like okay foreshadowing but uh-huh because he's he's a cold wet thing exactly but yeah what cold wet thing did she encounter in the past it's interesting coming from arizona what cold wet thing does she encounter popsicles like yeah i was those about to say hey you know what's cold and wet ice cream yeah and ice cream's amazing we're about to eat some ice cream um like the lake i don't sure i guess but the image that's coming to my mind is the film the shape of water and that sort of merman yeah that thing. sexy merman right yeah when they fuck the fish yeah yeah that's what i'm th- cold wet thing i'm picturing shape of water okay. but i'm like when did bella go to a lab with michael shannon you know what i mean right that's a great point uh, because also i don't think you know edward he's a vampire he's cold i never get wet from them i feel like they they're they're cold dry things i agree with you i feel when she said cold wet i'm like yeah he's cold obviously but then the wet thing i'm like is that like jacob like is he the wet one no like, i feel like he'd be dry too because he's all furry i don't know i and feel he's like famously very warm right he is famously very warm but i feel like i picture jacob as a werewolf <laughs> running through puddles <laughs> i mean it is yeah he is really only a werewolf outside where it's wet and rainy all the time right yeah if you hate the cold and the rain so much why'd you move to the wettest place in the continental u.s but can we talk about the way he asked that? He said, why do you move to the wettest place in the... And he like takes a pause. The continental United States. The, or so, as if he's <laughs> dropping a, a fact. Like he's establishing for the audience that, hey, the vampires live here because it rains all the time. It's complicated. I'm sure I can keep up. Uh, my mom remarried and... Um, so, you don't like the guy? No, I mean, that's not... Um, feels really nice. For me, it's the way she says it's complicated and then sums it up in like half a sentence. Yeah, but maybe she's embarrassed about her her trauma and her backstory and she just didn't want to get into it, you know? I don't know. Maybe she wants to seem cool and mysterious and not just some dope from Arizona. Sure. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about this scene? Well, the the other thing, too, is he said, why did you move to the wettest place in the continental U.S.? Yeah. Like, the 17-year-old girl has a choice in where she's moving? Kind of, yeah. Because she it seems like she chose not to move to Jacksonville. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. I feel like if the new girl comes into class, I'm like, why did you move to Chicago? Like, what are they going to say? Be like, I, I wanted snow. Like, I wanted a new experience. Word <laughs> gets around fast, you I know? I guess. I just feel like it wasn't her decision. No. I don't know, it's just an interesting question that he's like, why did you make the choice? As we've seen in past episodes, whenever Bella meets someone for the first time at this high school, they already know everything about her. Right. So I assume just the scuttlebutt reaches even the Cullens who don't seem to talk to anyone. They just all sort of know there's this new girl. She's uh, Charlie Swan's daughter moving in by herself. You know, I also wonder for what's um, Anna Kendrick's character? Jessica. Jessica. Jessica, who famously... Uh, nicknames edward the hair in a late film yeah why didn't he have a lab partner because there was an odd number of students was there i guess that's the only reason i can think of even if there was an odd number of students Uh i feel like the hot guy in class some girl is gonna be like 
I'd love to be your partner. Like, is going to go up to him and be like, you're my partner. Like, but why wasn't the loser the one who didn't have a partner? <laughs> Which one's the loser? I don't know. We haven't met the whole class yet. I feel like he's the hot one. Yes. But he's also like the standoffish, intimidating one that like you don't want to. You like you want to be lab partners with your friends first and foremost i feel like yeah and that sort of weird guy who sticks to himself and only talks to his siblings who are also dating if he wants to be on his own then no one's really going to fight him on that i and maybe he used to have a lab partner but he ate it <laughs> that's also that's also an alternative <laughs> i feel like uh-huh. in my high school brain uh-huh. i was living in the world where every boy i talked to was going to fall in love with me yeah and if we can believe it, it didn't happen. Yeah. Actually, it didn't happen, which is crazy when I think back to how cool I was in high uh-huh. school. That that's, you went to college parties. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But anyway, I feel like I absolutely would have gone up to the hot boy and be like, you're going to be my lab partner. And then I would have fantasized it for the next six weeks. I mean, like, we're going to fall in love. Like, we're going to, you know. Yeah. But maybe there just weren't girls like me at Forks High. <laughs> I guess not, clearly. <laughs> If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode, so make it good. <laughs> Edward ate his lab partner. Edward ate <laughs> his lab partner. Is it true of the past? Maybe. Is it true of the future? Yeah, Yay. it is. Hey. <laughs> Edward ate his lab partner. Fantastic. Uh, all right. That is it. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's land this plane. Mindy Shore, people want to know more about you and your long distance running and your milk, uh, where can they do that? Maybe in, on, on social media. Absolutely. You can follow me at Hey Hey Minday. Spell that out. H-E-Y-H-E-Y-M-I-N-D-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And I'm you know everywhere where the people are. You want to be where the people are. TikTok, the old Instagram, Twitter, threads. I'm I'm everywhere. You can also find some of my content on uh, Gonna Need Milk. <laughs> All right. That's it. If you want to learn more about this show, you can follow us on social media at BitesizedPod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening to this now, it means it's been about a week and a half. And by God, I will have posted at least one thing to that TikTok. This I swear. You can also uh, reach out to the show if you want to maybe make good on my offer of a couple episodes ago to correct me on anything I get wrong ever, you can send an email to myfavoritetwilightpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And by we, I mean me, because I'm the only person that checks that email address. You can also follow me personally at benabear.com on Twitter, Instagram, and that's it. You can see me in shows like Riff, Chicago's Music Improv Party, all that information and more available on my social media. Thank you so much to Ben Oksher for editing this episode and all the other episodes. If you like it, it's because of him he's the one who puts in all the fun stuff i don't even ask him to do it hello thank you so much to the band swimwear department for the use of their song mauled to death as our theme find them wherever you find music give a listen to their new album that just dropped it's a good time that's it that is all for this episode of the bite side podcast thank you so much for listening come back next week and as we always say at the end of every episode don't eat your lab partner edward don't eat your lab partner edward (laughs) see you next time Are you liking the rain, girl? Hello.